Dairy. This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey, Kate. Hey, Caitlin. It's been a little while. Oh my gosh, I know. How are you? I'm good. So uh, this is the first recap of season two. Yay, what? we're back. I know. How was your time off? Oh, did it you was spend fantastic. it well? Oh, I sure did. I was in Jamaica for some of it for my sister's Ooh. wedding. Uh, so that was awesome. And mm-hmm. I didn't get too badly sunburned. So I'm pretty excited about that. Unlike me. Stay Unlike home. you. <laughs> getting sunburned <laughs> in Connecticut. Oh, yep. Yeah. How about you? Besides the sunburn. Um, besides the sunburn, it was really a busy week for me. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of relaxing, but yeah, that's okay. I felt guess. like a long time. It did. It felt like a long time and also like not enough time too. Yeah. So I really enjoyed getting to see friends and relatives that I don't get to see often. That was really cool. But everyone was here all at once right after one, oh, one right after yeah. another. So I felt bad for like midweek people because i was like i gotta recharge yeah 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 totally um, but it was introverts unite yes yes it was good though it good. was good oh man it's good to be here good to see you again i know i missed you here to talk about season two Can't which is like it. everyone's favorite season apparently so that's cool but like i just keep thinking about how you said if season two's your favorite like you there's got, nowhere to go. There's nine. <laughs> there's nine seasons. What kept yeah, you dude. in it? So if you yeah. are a season two fan, like super fan, mm-hmm. tell us why uh, <laughs> or how you got through the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just like a decline all the way to nine. Yeah. Or if there were some spikes along the way, we'd love to know how that works. Because I think both of us, our favorite seasons are a little bit later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, Yeah, so a little bit of housekeeping. If you don't know, I'm Caitlin, and this is my lovely, I was going to say co-host, but you are the host. I'm your co-host. Oh, my God. I'm the co-host, Caitlin, Caitlin, and this is our host, Kate. No, absolutely not. uh, What we do here at Hey Beautiful is we watch every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time in order, and then we get together once a week and we talk about it. Um, Spoiler free, uh, because we want to be inclusive and make sure if anyone's listening and watching for the first time we don't give you any spoilers for something that happens later on but we might give you like a little wink and a a hat tip to remember something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we'll let you know if things come back around but we do our very best not to spoil anything for sure Um, so you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. We are trying to get to 300 followers, or did we make yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I don't know because I don't. I'm not on Twitter. As of <laughs> this recording, we have 299. <laughs> so I'm thinking by Thursday we'll have 300. Chris, come so on, you don't listen, but make just... an account. <laughs> no. Come on. So thank you everybody for helping us get there, and please continue sharing us with the Himium fans in your life. Because like I said at the end of last season, we don't just want some Joe Schmoes. We want some real fans that will actually listen. So think about the people in your life. Get them obsessed with the show and then let them know about Hey Beautiful. Right. And then once you become obsessed with the show, subscribe to us. So every week you get uh, our podcast delivered right to you. Um, So And you can subscribe to us on either SoundCloud or iTunes and leave us some stars. Um, or if you're feeling super extra, write us a review. And that helps other people, other like-minded uh, fans of the show, find us. Oh, yeah. So throughout this episode, you also might hear some cheep, cheep, cheep in the background cheep, cheep, cheep. because Liz and I got eight chicks <laughs> at, for um, – they're going to be laying hands for eggs. We are not going to be murdering them. So, uh, yeah, you might hear them uh, – in the background as our peanut gallery for the next couple weeks because they are living in our kitchen for the time being. They're so cute and fluffy. They are really precious. Um, four of them are named after the Golden Girls. Of course, as you do. And um, I actually don't have any named after her How I Met Your Mother characters. <gasps> really? I know. Well, because I did four. I did, actually, I named all of them mostly, but <laughs> I surprised. wanted to give Liz some of them. So I said dibs on the Golden Girls, and then we have... Um, and you gave her one or two. 
Yeah, then we have Beyonce. Of course. We have Trixie Mattel. Of course. And uh, the two new ones that we hadn't named yet are Amelia Earhart. Oh, love. Because one of them really likes to try to fly. Oh, there you go. Perfect. And the other one is <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, <laughs> perfect. So uh, maybe next maybe next round I'll have a Robin and a Lily. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of every episode uh, where we have what's called a legendary moment from listeners just like you. Yay. And you can send that to us either through email or uh, social media and uh, we'll read them or play them if it's a voice clip which is yeah. always exciting. And Kate and I will also share our legendary moments. But it's just the standout favorite piece, moment, character, outfit, whatever, from the every episode. Yeah. And we have five of them this week. That's so. super impressive. Very exciting. Yay. All right. Let's get this going. Let's get back into it. Season two. Here we go. All right. So season two, episode one, Where Were We?, this aired on September 18th, 2006. So writers were Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, and of course, directed by Pamela Fryman. Um, I also wanted to point out that there is a blog post for this episode. Uh, so it's not really a secret if you've already watched the episode. It's kind of captures the summer with the group. So mm. this blog post uh, takes place in September, um, and it's Barney Palooza 2006, and it's all about Barney and his American tour. Um, oh, jeez. Like, Ohio. Ohio begins and ends with an O. What up? Pennsylvania. I managed to get mine and Allentown when husbands dug for coal all day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so it's 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 really great. So this is what Barney was up to while yes. Marshall was yep. falling to pieces. Exactly. Um, so we start with another cold open with, you know, no opening credits. It's just the kids. Uh, we haven't seen them in a while, and there's, you know, a funny joke about how is he almost done? Can they just skip to the part where they, he meets mom? Because it feels like he's been talking for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we hear future Ted telling us that summer 2006 was both wonderful and awful. It was really great for Ted, but not so much for Marshall. Oh, poor Marshmallow. So we cut to a tear-stained Lily. Like, you can see the streaks down her makeup. I know. And Marshall, and it's their final goodbyes, and it's just so sad. And I was like, fuck, I forgot how emotional this episode makes me. And I know. And we get to go back and see those, like, final moments that we didn't get to see. She leaves, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Lily tells Marshall that she really has to find out who she is outside of this relationship. And I think that's... A really important concept too that you don't I was thinking about like sitcoms you know yeah. you don't ever really see this kind of situation or like the main character really kind of questioning who she is outside of this relationship because it's usually right. like there's like an identity associated with it so I think it's mm -hmm. like I always tell you like I'm not just Jack's mom yeah like, that's exactly. not just who I am so I can appreciate that but still tough it's still tough yeah mm -hmm. so Lily explains that it's probably best not to talk for a while, which I get. You got to have a clean break. Like you can't, mm. you can't go back. Very and true. she just has to go to San Francisco. And Marshall, oh, he says that you know that if she walks out the door, she should just go and be gone. And screaming at her and tells him that she will never hear his voice again. <laughs> which is like how they turn that really sad moment into something funny because then we cut to Marshall. Uh, later uh, sitting like on a that few couch. hours later yeah, a few hours later <laughs> sitting on that couch uh which is a different couch by the way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um in the you know one night yep, yep uh, normal stuff it's very normal and uh <laughs> he wants to call lily of course but if he does that ted reminds him he's gonna look really weak yeah and yep. ted says you know whenever you want to call let me know and i will punch you in the face and the after that, Robin just like bursts into the apartment, like all aglow and happy. So excited, and she's ready. like, Hey, did you hear the news? And Ted is like, Shit, she doesn't know. And so he rushes to fill her in quickly, yeah. just as Barney comes in. And he's, you know, I'm sorry, bro. I came here as soon as I heard and, or as soon as I got up or something. And mm -hmm. he goes, But mm -hmm. he has some news that will definitely lighten his spirit. And Marshall kind of perks up. And he's like, for the first time ever, the three of us are going to be single at the same time. And 
he says, I have dreamed about this day, boys, and it's going to be legendary. And he has this really great, we will be there speech about all the debauchery that they will, you know, then embark on. Isn't that from Grapes of Wrath? Like the, me, we will be there? Yeah, like, I'll be there. I think I, it's like the final yeah, yeah, yeah. lines of Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, so the final, the final lines of Grapes of Wrath that kind of plays off of that. Yeah. And says, I'll be everywhere, wherever you look, wherever there's a fight, so hungry people can eat, I'll be there. Wherever there's a cop beating up a guy, I'll be there. And so this is like a a slightly lighter play yeah. on that. And and that when when Barty says that, like, oh, we're gonna be all I'll be single for the first time, that's when I realize that Ted hasn't mm-hmm. told Marshall anything. Like there's been no Which, time. I mean, like, how could you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, really you can't matter. just jump in with that. Um, but yeah, so Barney's in the dark, Marshall's in the dark, but not for much longer. Not for much longer because one look between Ted and Robin and Barney goes, oh, he's like, oh, they did it. Like, he's just so pissed because yeah. now they're together. Yep. And his dreams are crushed like that. And he knew it by the touch of a hand. So uh-huh. Barney's magical powers continue to them real to reveal themselves in, in season two. Oh, great line. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so next we hear future Ted saying that when love is beginning and when love is ending, the first 30 days are remarkably similar. And we get this side-by-side of Robin and Ted versus Lily leaving and then Marshall being depressed. Um, and he says, most of the time you're in bed. You're either having sex or you're super depressed. You see Marshall just like <laughs> groaning on day one. Just so sad. Uh, your friends can't stand to listen to you. And you see uh, Robin and Ted and then Marshall both all talking to Barney. And he starts this running gag of committing suicide in these elaborate ways ah, sitting across love. from them. So great. Oh, the noose. Um, the noose is good. And his eyes, it's like neck cracks. I know. It's so good. It's I'm so sure good. it's, you know, triggering or whatever, but it's fucking fun. Yes. yes so... Uh, the other thing that the two have in common is that you never seem to wear pants. <laughs> and you see Robin run out of Ted's bedroom in just a shirt. She Ted's looks so shirt. cute. Yeah, just pulling it down over her, her lady bits and run into the bathroom and cuts over to Marshall on the couch in his boxers. Mm-hmm. And that comes back around as a signal for his depression in a later, in a later uh, season. It's kind of like his thing. His underpants radius. Yeah. Yeah. This has been going on for a few weeks, and then it's day 22, and it's Pancakes Day. So Ted wants to get up and make pancakes, and he's trying to get Marshall excited about it, but Marshall can't because it was always Lily who made the pancakes. And this is what I mentioned when we were talking about the episode Milk, when Lily got up and made pancakes, Mm -hmm. that pancakes kind of become this symbol for Lily. Um, And, you know, he says... That her pancakes were so great. They were so soft, so warm, so perfectly shaped. Are we still talking about her pancakes? <laughs> it's probably about half and half. Yeah. Um, so Marshall decides instead to have some nice, disgusting uh, leftovers, a.k.a. warm beer from the couch crack. I wanted to puke when he pulls so, it out and he's like, uh, lifts it up. Ugh. Disgusting. I wanted to ask you if you've ever had that devastating of a breakup that you oh. felt like that. And if it looked like that. Uh, it didn't look like that, but yeah. It felt Always like that. Always in bed. Wanting to. Oh, I couldn't. Like, I just. I well, had yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Get up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to take care of my kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, if I could stay in bed and cry, I did. And then it was funny. It's maybe like probably like a month after I moved home. Mm-hmm. I just like snapped the fuck out of it. I was yeah. like, I am done crying yeah. about this. I'm done. Yeah, I so, think it takes it takes a different amount of time for every person. Yeah. But I definitely remember the just wanting to always be horizontal. Yeah, just wanting to lay down all the time and yeah. not wanting to put clothes on, not wanting to go anywhere or do anything or yeah, see anybody. And, I, and I'm sure it's difficult. It was difficult for my friends and your friends to listen to it all the time. Bless their fucking hearts, dude. For real, for real. But they you know are what? the real MVPs. 
it's it's true but everybody goes through that shit it, and has to lean on people so it does it's it is it does happen to everybody and you're yeah. right so you just got it's like moving friends right like mm. you got to move your friends because and they'll help they move you. you until you become like you said kate an adult with a with a savings account you're and then you fucking movers. hire movers that's the best <laughs> if only there were movers to help you get over a terrible breakup but right those don't get easier as you get older, kids. At the bar, it's we find out it's now day 31, and we find out that every day Marshall is just staying home. I mean, we got the sense of that, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, Barney um, points out that he should be living his best life now and because he had that uh, red-headed tumor removed. Wow. What Ouch. a line. That's some serious right? writing right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I awful. love He's like, when I get sad, I stop being sad and get awesome instead. And he, we see, like, the true story. Like, that yep, whole that thing comes around. Yeah. Do you remember, like, obviously, you know, the meme? Yeah. Right? With the, true like, story. line drawing? Yeah. I can't, I'm so happy to get to see your face for this. I used to think it was George W. Bush. Until Not someone... Barney? I couldn't tell. You ass. But you know Barney's his true story. I know. And I was like... <laughs> But this doesn't make sense. Why is it George W? But Barney's catchphrase. I know. And then, and then it clicked. I mean, I guess I have no, no, no. Don't excuse it. Don't excuse it. Don't excuse it. It's so bad. Pretty bad, Caitlin. Pretty it's bad. It's so bad. I'm gonna. Sh- I'll send you the line drawing anyway. But God, it's been like eight years since I've seen that. It's so right? old. Memes go at like us the speed of light these days. So Robin, you know, is being a good friend and is defensive of Lily saying, you know, she yeah. needed to find herself because I think that's something Robin could really identify with because she has such a strong sense of self and she's sure. so independent that she could understand that yeah. in a way that maybe the, the boys couldn't. Yeah, no one else was stepping up to defend no. her. No, which... It's like, <sighs> Lily's been your friend for just as long. Mm-hmm. Ted goes on this rant about Lily being selfish and blah, 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 blah. And then it's day 33. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I First. Okay, so. He gets lost in Robin's eyes. Oh, yeah. I uh, totally stopped. Just blacked out. Yeah. No, I just wrote. And then, and they stopped, and then I went to the next scene. Oh, well, I mean, it's not a huge thing. He just tells Robin how blue her eyes are. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the best part is Barney gets to um, basically samurai sword himself. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Harakiri. Yeah. Apparently, some people say Harry Carey. I always call him um, Harry Carey. Yeah, and so he does this like fake ritual Japanese suicide with a samurai sword, and uh-huh. it's a it's a classic Barney slapstick moment. Ted says that it's it was hard to feel too bad because things were so going so great for him. You know, mm-hmm. he is finally with the girl of his dreams, and everything seemed to be going well, and even things seemed to calm down a little bit with Marshall. But then on day thirty three. As Ted and Robin are watching a movie, Marshall comes out with a bottle of what he believes is Lily's shampoo. It's comforting and erotic all at the same time. Yeah. So he's, yeah, sniffing it and waxing poetic. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that it's actually Robin's shampoo. (laughs) Oh, awkward. Yeah. And then we cut to a little bit later in the evening. Marshall's finally gone to sleep. So Ted and Robin are allowed to get down. I guess, I guess Ted has been sort of. Uh, maybe keeping her at arm's length while they're awake, while, while Marshall's awake. Which is, I think, awake. really considerate. Yeah, very nice of him. But Especially in a new relationship, that's hard to do. Robin's trying to get it in, so she's she right. has a much lower patience Girl's than Girl's got does. needs, too, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mama's <laughs> got needs. They're making out, and Robin's so excited and relieved, but Ted can sense that something's wrong because it's really quiet in the house. And he can, Uh-oh. well, like, hear his, the buttons clicking or something. Something in the air tells him. He's like, he just, uh-oh. Pops. Yeah. Yeah, he pops, pops up. up like a little doggy. And he tackles Marshall because Marshall, of course, was trying to call Lily. Of course. Yeah. Um, and he says, I promise I will not call her. I promise, I promise, I promise. But we cut to the next morning and in comes Marshall storming into the bathroom while Ted and Robin are in the shower. And he says, well, I called her. So not even 12 hours later. And Lily has changed her phone number, which is huge. Ooh. And like I that's... understand it. 
And I wonder, I mean, he must have tried several times. And she yeah. just didn't pick up, and then she finally changed it. Um, it's ice cold, but at the same time, you if you're going to do... do the break, you got to do yeah. the break. Oh, it just still doesn't feel like they're actually not together. And that must have been how he felt, you know? Just yeah, it feels full fake. denial. Especially, he says later on that like they were together for like nine years. It's his whole life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And all of a sudden, especially because he thought they were fine. Right, he had no, no idea. idea. Damn, she just like ripped the rug out from under him. So yeah, apparently he called every other Lily Aldrin in the, the Bay Area. There's had, four of them. Had really great conversations with all of them. So that was pretty sweet. At the bar, we see Robin, uh, Barney, and Ted uh, sitting around at a different table. You know, mm-hmm. they're not in their booth. Um, Robin is looking like a sexy cousin of Steve from Blue's Clues with the striped shirt <laughs> and the deep cut V. Oh, my God. <coughs> I did not expect that. No, <laughs> I funny. was just like, oh, oh. Yeah, the pink and brown. It just was not a good look. They're trying out all. some stuff this episode that I'm not all the way feeling. No, no. But, you know, it's okay. It's still young. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to make mistakes. They're at a, a, tab- a different table, and uh, Robin has this great line about how, you know, they just started dating, and they agreed they are going to take it slow, but somehow there's a baby in their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he stays up on, like, crying, and, like, you know, he sleeps, sleeps on the floor of their bed. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and when I first... I remember when I first watched this, I thought Robin was really being cold about it, you know, and really impatient. But then you think it's like a f- over a month of this. And I mean, that's it's hard to just hear your friends when they're really upset. Mm-hmm. But like they all live together. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And like you said, I mean, she's trying to she's trying to like move forward with her relationship and focus on that. But they can't. Mm-hmm. they can't at all so i i get it now that i've seen it a million times i sympathize a little bit more with robin i yeah true you yeah know? so robin felt like he needed to have a little bit more tough love mm-hmm. um but like mm-hmm. you know ted understands it's been nine years and robin makes this comment about how he needs to be outside he needs sunshine he needs to get out of the house yeah and barney perks up and he's like oh sunshine and then we cut to his one idea ever. Strip club, of course. And we're <laughs> welcoming, of course, uh, Sunshine to the stage. Yeah, we see Sunshine come prancing out to do her her routine. And at this point, we start to see how each of the other three characters handle heartbreak. Or at least suggest that their friends cope with heartbreak. So in Barney's mind, you can't get over something until... You wipe your memory clean of her boobs. B-pegs. Her B-pegs. So, and you have to do that by replacing those B-pegs with other B-pegs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really... Two boobs at a time. Two or boobs two at, at a time. time. Yeah. Those count as four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ted goes to a baseball game. So, you know, being outside in the fresh air, focusing on sports. You know, two pretty stereotypically manly... Um, approaches to getting over heartbreak both basically involve ignoring it and uh one of my favorite moments is they're at the game marshall seems to be having a good time he's feeling really positive we know marshall is a man of of games he's a, yeah, a gamesman loves. so he, he loves I'm it sorry, i can't is this yeah this is the same part that i love and so uh. The people, he's having a great time until the people in front of him, the guy stands up to propose to his girlfriend on the big, uh, the big screen. And (laughs) she says yes, and they're hugging, and Marshall just fucking nails them with this, like, mustardy hot dog. And, like, there's a relish on it. Yeah, and they both just pull away horrified, and everyone's booing him, and... (laughs) It's he says, so, it's, she's just gonna break your heart oh you all know i'm right you can she drag me no out of soul. here but she has no soul so good so good just the look of horror on both of their faces it's one of those things that you always like at least me sometimes i wish i didn't have a conscience so i could do funny things like that i know so seeing it was like Ugh. so satisfying because really if you're gonna do that at a freaking baseball game 
Up in the nosebleeds, bro. And, and, and let's not forget, Indians fans at a Yankees game. Yeah. Like, not even the home team. Right, right, right. So they... <laughs> trash, trash. Like, all around garbage yeah. idea. But so funny. So good. Thank you, Marshall, for doing what we were all thinking. At the bar, Ted laments that they've tried strippers and baseball and nothing works. <laughs> they've tried all of these things. All of these things. So <laughs> many things and them. nothing. Nothing is working. <laughs> and so Robin points out that they just don't know how to deal with heartbreak. So Barney wants to know what Dr. Estrogen would prescribe. Eat haagen and watch Love Actually until your periods sync up. Ugh. All right. First of all, female bodies are fucking amazing. And they never sync up. That's yeah. not a thing. Let's put that urban legend to rest. To rest, yes. We cut then to Robin and Marshall at a uh, shooting range. And Robin's just firing off round after round. And she goes, yeah, that's the stuff. With yeah. this huge grin. So just such a such a cool contrast to the, to the events that Barney thought would transpire with Robin. Mm-hmm. No, she's out here fucking unloading. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Literally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marshall kind of brings up, you know, Ted's against guns. Does Ted know about this? And Robin turns to face him with the gun. <laughs> and she's like, and that is why Ted is never going to find out about that. And Already uh, keeping secrets from each uh, other. I know. I don't like secrets. I do not like secrets Mm-mm. at all. Chris and I tell each other everything. Well, this is a huge one. Yeah. This is like... A freaking philosophical conundrum between the two of them. Agreed. Marshall then wants to try shooting. And he gets a, like, huge smile on his face. He's like, I felt so powerless this whole time. Mm. This is power. And then he shoots the gun. And then it recoils and smacks him in the face. (laughs) Oh, it's so so good. So good. And we also get a huge... This is like a huge character leap for robin like we learned a lot about her in this moment we had no idea that she was into guns i mean that's like it's kind of a big thing it is a big thing and um you know she's a woman who's into guns too Mm -hmm. which i think is kind of interesting but we learn a little bit more about her and her upbringing and yeah and later episodes but yeah and her dad taught her and you know she says that she goes to the gun range when she's lonely or depressed so we're kind of finding out more about her outside of the group like the way lily's just you know figuring herself out outside Mm -hmm. of the group so what would you have prescribed for marshall for this heartbreak oh that's a really good question trying to think of what i usually tell people when they're when they go through a breakup for (sighs) me it's um i just want to send people all of the songs that i listen to that make me cry You I know? usually tell people that it's okay to not be okay and to let yourself feel those feelings. And, yeah, that's a good uh, that's Which a good is really one. funny coming from me because <clears throat> I don't feel feelings. I just push them down. Yeah, butt eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let yourself like live through all the emotions. Yeah, definitely. Because if you, if you don't let yourself feel the stuff, you're never going to get over it. You mm-hmm. need to go through it. That's the only way. Or you're going to yeah. just keep rehashing it every relationship you get into. So just let yourself be sad. Mm-hmm. Let me send you my mixtape mm-hmm. of all the songs that make you want to <laughs> die, but not really. I want to hear it. Just feel it. Oh, God. It's like so much Fiona Apple. Oh. oh. <laughs> a lot of Fiona, a little Ani DeFranco mixed oh. in there. You know what I mean? Just the classics. I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Just the classic. It's a great mix mix some sad some fuck love you know you need the yeah, you need the absolutely. combo um yeah and then also just say yes anytime that you're upset and um someone asks you to do something just say yes and go do it like go get out whenever you can because mm. you know ted says later that the only thing that cures heartbreak is time but all the other stuff helps you helps you pass the time so exactly wallow but don't don't isolate yourself that's really good right yeah don't let it like control and take over you yeah yeah man so back at the bar after the gun range (laughs) ted is super impressed that robin made marshall feel better but he doesn't know how she did it Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's completely out of the loop and he asked if robin slept with him because he was three days from suggesting that gross (laughs) (laughs) but also they must have been super desperate yeah for real and maybe Robin wanted a piece anyway if she if Ted was kind of holding out on her. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a win for everyone. Mm-hmm. And Rob, except minus the fact that Robin and Marshall never, ever have any chemistry ever. Yeah. No, and they, they I mean, they like joke about that later on, but like. Yeah. They're, that that configuration could literally never happen <laughs> between the two of them. It's bad. Nope. So Robin just reminds Ted that sometimes you just got to get in touch with your feminine side. And hee hee hee. I like how they turn that on its head. And we see it turned on its head immediately because we get a smash cut to Marshall at the gun range with a gun butt shaped bruise on his head. <laughs> just firing off rounds like a fucking psycho. He's like grin like he looks yeah. maniacal right <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and so uh ted says that she gets a prize for being the first one to cheer up marshall all summer and that he's gonna take her to his aunt and uncle's beach house in montauk mm. and How romantic very romantic his uncle has had at least three affairs there mm. and his uncle's super ugly i guess so <laughs> It's got to be a great place. It's got to be a really good place. <clears throat> and Robin is really excited and ready and, you know, just jazzed to be away for the weekend without their baby. And, Aww. but she is worried. She's worried about Marshall being left alone. Yeah, as any mother would be. It's the first of time course. they're leaving him, really. Sure, sure. Own. So Marshall finds a credit card bill because apparently Lily didn't change her address. And so he takes the bill, Ted takes the bill, rips it up, and then throws it in the garbage. And then, like a really good friend, takes the trash out, too. It's gone. Right, it's gone. Ted has like, done his there's job. there's no way. Mm-hmm. But Marshall finds it anyway, of course. He goes into the trash. And we know this because he's sitting at the bar, and it's all disgusting <laughs> and pieced back together. And he's reading out a list of all the charges. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets to a concert. Pet Palace, a restaurant, <laughs> tennis stuff, and obviously, all of this means. And then we see this incredible <laughs> fantasy. It's Marshall's dream of anxiety. Basically. Yes, and you learn about all of like his insecurities, right? Yes. And so we see Lily sitting at a table with funk legend George Clinton, which Mama. is where the tickets were for. And they're wearing, like, Tennessee kind of sporty outfits. And they're sitting at Mario's Bistro. And Lily's got that, like, deep-ass tan mm-hmm. and that obvious lace front on. <laughs> true. Very true. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, what is different about her? It's like, oh, she has, like, a serious, like, spray tan. <laughs> and that hair is fake. And the hair is fake. And the hair is yes. fake. There it is. Lily says, like, I'm so glad you spotted me at my at the concert and dragged me up to dance Courtney Cox style. Because, of <laughs> like course, all of the different charges have to be related. Oh, of course. <laughs> so it's everything in one scene. It's so good. And I love how when they're talking, you can hear Marshall's voice. Oh, yeah. They're, they play tennis together, and he gets mm. her a ferret as a gift because, of course, Marshall has a secret phobia of ferrets. And in this fantasy scene, like I said, you hear the insecurities, and he's just, you know, Lily says, Marshall tried to get me to play tennis with him, but I didn't because I never truly loved him. And then, so bad. And then about the ferret, George Clinton says, I bet that's something Marshall made you swear not to tell. <laughs> that act of imagination is going to kill that boy. Right? It's so good. I have, like, a similar imagination, and it fucks you up. Yeah, man. Um, but we cut back to the par- back to the bar where Robin's telling Marshall that's ridiculous because ferrets are adorable. Mm-hmm. And Marshall points out that they're really just fuzzy, tube-shaped rats. Now, you had ferrets. I did. We had two. How did you feel about them? I never I, liked them. I was basically a, a, a brat and a princess. We'll just say that. Sure. <laughs> My sister wanted a ferret. I don't even know who had ferrets where we saw them. I didn't even know really what a ferret was. Yeah, they, Amy... they appeared overnight in your house. I remember. Yeah, I don't Santa. remember there being. It was Santa. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Santa brought my sister a ferret. And she was like beautiful, like light, fluffy, colored Blech. fur. And Amy named her Tabitha. I remember that. Yeah. And I was really upset. Because Santa didn't bring me one. <laughs> so my parents brought me, and I picked out a sable one. So she was, like, dark with the stripes. Mm-hmm. So we could tell them apart. 
What did you name yours? Petrie. Oh my god, that's right. Probably Tabitha Petrie. Time. Oh Petrie, god. That was my favorite one. I saw that fair and I was like, that's the one I want. Well, Homegirl was in the cage at the pet store with two very aggressive males. Oh. So she became really aggressive to like fight for herself so she could eat and whatever. Yeah. Well, that's the story we like kind of pieced together after being like, something's wrong with this one. She's not like the other ferret. Oh, Jesus. And so she became really aggressive and she started biting people. And yeah, I remember and, being scared of ferrets. Because... Like, they would get down. You're like, shit. And you'd like, jump up. Yeah. They also smelled. They had that, like, musk that got ew, everywhere. Ew, ew. And you know, knowing Linda, they would get out of their cage and they would shit all over the house. I remember my mom found, like, she was cleaning out a drawer. <gasps> and, like, pulled the drawer out so it was, like, on the bottom of the, like, yeah. whatever. And there was, like, ferret poop there. And my mom's like, motherfuckers, they've been gone for, like, a month. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's nasty. <laughs> but, yeah, I had one. Uh, I would agree with Marshall that they are, like, fuzzy, fuzzy tube rats. rats. Same. Yeah. yeah, they're disgusting. Yeah. So. I've blocked out that period of time at your house. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> so Barney points out that <clears throat> those bills are, like, a month old. Mm-hmm. He is such a good sleuth. I think Barney and I would get along really well because I am Hell also yeah. very good at that. Oh, yeah. Um, And he tells Marshall that he should just check it online because he could get, like, up to two-hour, like, uh, updates. You know, like, something she bought two hours ago with that card, you'll see online. So Marshall races upstairs and everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. And he's already on the computer, already logged in. And he says, oh, my God, Lily checked into a hotel she's back in new york whoa holy shit crazy yeah i love the way that barney talks about the credit card bill and going online because it almost seems like it's just he thinks they're having a normal conversation and then he realizes Mm -hmm. who he's talking to right like to me i don't think he was encouraging marshall to do this because he did after he says it all he just goes but you know don't (laughs) like (laughs) he tries to walk it back as yeah. much as Barney can walk anything back. Yeah. So that was really cute. Um, yeah. So we come back from the commercial break and everyone's sort of shocked that mm-hmm. this is happening. And Marshall, of course, is upset because he's thinking, I figured if she came back to New York, she would call me. You know, we were together so long. I figured that would happen. And that fact, knowing that and hoping that she would get in touch with me when she came back was the only thing helping me hold it together and Robin's like this this has been holding it together but yeah Robin it broke nine fucking years I know like they went to college together so unlike a lot of maybe other couples like they were able to spend every like second yes together yes yes always been together every meal every break like yeah when you that's hard when you with spending every minute i mean it's it's basically codependent yeah but i think there's a healthy way to go about a codependent relationship maybe or maybe this is what people need to do like they need to have this break and they've been in a very a very codependent kind of thing ted doesn't really defend marshall in this moment you can sort of see his frustration go growing in this scene like he's been on marshall's side this whole time um and then ted pulls barney aside um, to ask him to keep an eye on Marshall while they go away, because they're still planning to go away. Right. Um, and they're planning to take Marshall's car, uh, because before this all blew up, Marshall generously offered the Fiero to them. Barney's like, yeah, I'm not babysitting Marshall. Yeah. Almost like a 20 bucks an hour plus pizza, money for pizza. <laughs> but then Ted says, do it for free, or we're going to be a couple in front of you, like, all the time. And honestly... That's so gross. Ted and Robin being good, mushy like that. Ugh. I don't know what it is. Maybe Only because, Marshall and Lily. <clears throat> right? Because, like, I don't know. Robin's just such a strong person mm. and so not mushy. So seeing her do that just feels very insincere. Feels off. Yeah. And I know it was. I mean, I know they were playing it up here, but they do it mm. all elsewhere in this episode. I'm just like, bleh. Meanwhile, while they're all negotiating in the kitchen... Marshall, of course, has called the hotel. And we have this great exchange between Marshall and Ted. <laughs> I love this. Screaming at each other every time they're on hold. 
And then um, stopping and, like, <clears throat> speaking in an appropriate voice. Yeah, Marshall being very polite on the phone. And then, you know, Ted's like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. And Marshall says, I can't hang up now. The missiles are in the air, which I thought was <laughs> such a great line. That is a great line, yeah. Marshall always, or I guess it's Jason, always has great ad-lib lines when they do, yeah. like, screaming matches. If you... If you've listened to anybody, listen to Jason Siegel. Really focus it on him. What was there was one when they were yelling about like the like fighting? I box in the army. Yeah, <laughs> I box in the army. I'll show you I things bo- you've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> I boxed in the army. It's just like so oh, stupid. You know what? I think this is a good time because I would like to remind people that we do an end of season recap, and I know this is episode one of season two but uh-huh, uh-huh. start writing down those moments you're gonna forget like oh that's I so boxed true in the army i boxed in the army you know so then you can go back and pick your legendary moment for the season yeah um or like a funny line that really stuck out stood out to you yeah that's a good idea all right start, sorry start making notes now for that end of for that end of season episode um so right. yeah if you thought finding out lily was in new york was a face crack we got a second face crack for you because... Hold on to your wigs. Marshall gets put through and a fucking dude answers the phone. Talk about like a heart drop moment. I felt sick. When Marshall pulls back and just says, a guy answered. His face, to me, it just said like, everything's over. It's all over. It's it, all fucking over. Yeah. Again, another moment I was like, Fuck this episode. Because that's such a huge step away from Marshall if she's with a guy. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a huge step away. It's like a different level, too. Yeah. You know, they're not even in the same. So, so sad. Um, different so... books, different pages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. If she's moved on that much. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Marshall decides he needs to go down to the hotel and basically throw himself at Lily's feet. And... Robin and Barney are trying to talk him out of it, like everybody's been doing all summer. And, you know, this whole time, Ted's been on Marshall's side and sticking up for him and defending him and protecting him and letting him do his own thing. But apparently this whole 56 days, there's been a lot building inside of Ted. And he just unloads on Marshall and just says, you're pathetic. And it's just silent. Yeah, just silent. And he kind of tries to walk it back a little bit and say, you know, the real you would have a chance with Lily, but this isn't you. And he's, I mean, he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. But God damn, Ted. You're pathetic. Like, ooh. Ugh. Because you've never ooh. seen, you've never seen Ted talk to Marshall like that. I mean, they're no. best friends. Um, and it does seem harsh. But again, this isn't a normal friend relationship. This is a kind of another codependent relationship where they don't just talk to each other once in a while and meet up and check in like they ted has been living inside of marshall's grief and depression right along with him for almost two whole months Mm -hmm. just like he was in that relationship yeah yeah exactly like he was a third person in in their relationship so polyamory it it makes (laughs) basically polyamory with less sex i guess yeah um and so he's been there the whole time and he just snapped. I mean, everybody has their limits. <laughs> 56 days is kind of a long time. Yeah. I, I have to hand it to him. So he says the real Marshall would have a shot, but you're this ghost of Marshall and you're going to blow it if you go down there. But whatever, you're going to do whatever you want anyway and exactly what I tell you not to do. <laughs> and then he remembers that. Marshall blew him with a car. And he tries to ask oh for the car. God. And Barney just says, bold. Bold to bold go, to for, go the car. for the car. I wrote that down. I had to rewatch it because it was perfect. Because it was like what everyone was thinking. And it was like this. They're really. I think they have such great chemistry. Like the entire cast and really mm. good timing. Even in the, oh, yeah. like the second season. Like Barney nailed. Or Neil Patrick Harris nailed Barney's yeah. line. Like perfect. Like waited the right amount of time mm-hmm. perfect delivery oh yeah it was great nice clean finish yep <laughs> bold to go for the car yeah so in the car um which by the way is playing music that is not a song we'll find out about later so i'm thinking it. it's a rental he didn't get the car right i'm assuming or do you think it's a continuity i don't know I, I read it could be continuity okay i like the idea of a rental 
I know, but Marshall probably would have been like, whatever, just take it. Yeah, whatever, man. So, yeah, so they ha- they are kind of having this, like, old married couple argument about their kids. Mm. You know, Ted's like, do you think I was too harsh on him? And then Robin yeah. would say, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't say anything. She's trying so hard not to start what's probably their first fight. Right. They're supposed to go away for this romantic weekend. You don't want to. They probably they never get to fought. They alone. Yeah. You know? First time without the kids. Yeah, first time without the kids. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, Robin tells him that she wanted to give Marshall tough love, but that didn't mean she wanted Ted to hand the guy a noose, which is the (laughs) perfect segue for Ted because he says, oh, but it's okay to hand him a nine millimeter. Yeah, he told me. (laughs) Fuck you. Like, there are no secrets between the two of them. And then it's like, we're doing this. We're doing this now. Yeah, he's like, so you're a gun nut. (laughs) <laughs> and they have this like back and forth where, you know, Ted is throwing gun violence statistics at Robin and Robin's doing the second my second amendment, amendment right. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. So Ted. topical even what, twelve years later, this fucking yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Still. It's basically mm, a Twitter that? comment feed. And she's like from Canada, you think like I mean they they have a hunting tradition. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean that's where like it all stems from but i feel but like the, the fact attitude that she's, about it would yeah, be like the fact that she's wrapping herself in the second amendment it's like whoa robin whoa yeah. so and uh, you know they wrap kind of wrap up this fight because ted then confesses that i was too hard on him and robin she's like yeah a little mm-hmm. and so they decide to call the babysitter to check in on him <laughs> so they call barney and ask what they're up to and barney tells them that uh he and marshall are at a fundraiser they're helping young women go to community college to which ted replies strip club nice yeah yeah but when ted asks how marshall's doing uh uh-oh barney realizes that marshall left so he tells ted to go to the hotel to check in on marshall and uh he's going to continue getting his lap dance and then hangs up but ted being ted and an amazing friend turns around and throws these romantic plans out the window like this is the girl of his dreams yeah it's supposed to be a really super great weekend they haven't had any alone time and yeah and to her credit robin is they get it is okay i mean she she knew i think as soon as barney barney started talking that that they were not going to this romantic weekend yeah you know she's wistful but she's not being a jerk about it we cut to the hotel Ted finds Marshall in the bar. So apparently he's already been up to the room and Marshall catches him up. Uh, He got to the hotel. He went upstairs and he had this whole speech ready to tell Lily about, you know, love and loyalty and, you know, all these other things. But Lily doesn't answer the door. The guy answers the door and Marshall just immediately knocks him out. Punches him right in the fucking face. How could you not, you know? And it turns out this guy is not Lily's boyfriend at all. He's actually an identity thief, Joey Adalian. And um, earlier that summer in San Francisco, Lily in her lace front were in line (laughs) to buy some coffee and she gave him her credit card to pay for it. And I'm wondering if he just like distracted her and just took the card or if he wrote down the numbers. But either way... He was able to get her, get her identity mm-hmm. and steal it. And I just thought it was really sweet. Now that I've seen the whole show, mm-hmm. you know, end to end, how this resonates with a scene in season nine of a jerk getting punched in the face who deserves it, but the person punching them doesn't know why they deserve it really, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like this justice unwittingly being served on behalf of, You're right. of the ladies that these boys love. So... I totally forgot that there that this happened so early on, and I don't know if it was an intentional wink, but I thought that was pretty cool. I hope cool. That it was. I love that. Yeah. I love thinking that it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Marshall defends her honor without even knowing that the honor needed defending because mm-hmm. um, he got arrested. Yeah. We see his mugshot with the big black eye. He got caught. Yeah. Ted sort of recaps for himself and for the audience that Lily isn't in New York at all, and she doesn't have a boyfriend. So... She didn't come back and not call, and she doesn't, as far as we know, she's not in another relationship. So these are good things. Yeah. And Marshall is still kind of sad because he said the credit card charges were the last 
were like his Ugh. last hope. It was like the last yeah. little bit of her that he had. So it's kind of like... The connection. Yeah, it's kind of like in the stages of grief when you get past the denial and the bargaining. Like, the, mm. there's nothing to bargain with anymore. There's nothing left for him to sort of try to hold on to. So... Right. In in one sense, I, I guess I'm not surprised that he starts getting better after this. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I'm going to be better tomorrow, and he's not. But it's only 10 days later that he really turns the corner. And I think right. it's because there was nothing left to hold on to. And I, I sort of had a, a similar moment mm. when I was going through some tough stuff where I just, there was a turning point, and then I was like, okay. Yeah, you hit you hit that moment where you're like, oh, this is never going to happen again. Yeah. You know, and you just sort of... Like, all right. Yeah, when all of the when the door fully when the door fully closes, that's kind of when you can really when you can really get over it. Yeah, it it actually sort of like what Barney said. I stop being sad and I start being awesome. Yeah. It just takes me longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of people think that you're just gonna wake up one day and feel better, which is kind of what Marshall says here, like starting tomorrow I'm gonna be better. But it does take time, but it also is intentional. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I started saying, "I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm, I'm moving away from this. I'm every day. I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. Mm-hmm. I am getting over it, even when I feel like I'm not. So, like, you kind yeah. of have to make it till you make it. Exactly, Self fulfilling prophecy. Yes, you have to kind of intentionally move yourself forward. Trick yourself. Like, this is a step I'm taking. This is another step I'm taking. By doing um, this, it means that yeah. whatever, whatever. And another little piece of advice, everybody out there. Closure is bullshit. <laughs> closure, closure is what we tell ourselves. Oh, I need closure. I need closure. I think closure, though, looks right. That's a bullshit. But I think that's, closure. That's you want to keep talking to that person. Seeking out closure, I don't think yes. exists. Yes. It has to happen on its own. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the other person. No, it's all for you. Everyone thinks like, I need to talk to this person. I need to find out why. Oh, God. No, you never need to know why. That's just keeping that door open a crack and you need to fucking slam that door and move on. Mm -hmm. Don't let the demons in. That's right. They're sitting there and Marshall's really sad and, you know, he's saying like, this is my last connection to her, my last little thread. And then Ted has a really awesome Ted moment where he talks to Marshall about who Marshall was before and outside of Lily. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the way that Lily went to find herself. Marshall was a person before Lily came along. And he was confident and happy and relaxed. And he says, like, you existed before Lily came along. I love the line. I wrote it. I wrote it down. Yeah. He says, there's a version of you without Lily. And it's not this. You can't let Lily steal your identity. Yeah. So it comes back around to the identity thief. Yeah. Which is true. Like, that's. And it it kind of also. Uh, calls back to when he flipped out on Marshall mm-hmm. and says like you're pathetic yeah He's like there's a version of you without Lily and it's not this this that is, is not who you are right right don't so, let this become you yeah and so yeah Marshall says resolved mm-hmm. Marshall loves a sweeping declaration as you'll learn as we go through this show yeah and he says starting tomorrow I'm going to start being okay it's his midwestern optimism I think yeah like right? I can it's overcome like- anything Tomorrow like I'll be Marshall better. versus the machines. <laughs> Such a good yeah. episode. Yeah, I know. And one little thing that I noticed as I was watching this, anytime, so as the scene pans out, it's like you just hear voiceover and you can see Ted and Marshall talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see the guys having to fake talk to each other, watch very closely and try to read their lips. Uh-oh. Because if you watch in this scene, Marshall says, a huge ass long dick. <laughs> oh my god, I have to go back and watch. Yeah, and there are sometimes like in the the bloopers and things like that where you can actually hear what they're saying and how they're doing it. Like at one point, I don't remember what episode it was, but Barney's like pulling something out of his pants, and I think he says it's a hose, but it obviously looks like he's pulling like a giant giant penis out of his yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. So anytime they're like miming things or just filling in with like muted muted chatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch their mouths because they might be saying something gross. I'm all about that. Right? I'm here for it. It's yeah. so good. Um, so, you know, we know Marshall said, tomorrow I'm going to be okay. Mm. Um, but as we find out from future Ted, he wasn't. 
because that's not how life works which is true and yeah. i love again early on in the series that they're dealing with the hard stuff and and pointing out that's not how life works yeah it's not on a tv show they would get through it like very right. quickly 30 I mean, minutes he'd be better yeah it's it's sort of like one season the end of the season th- there's a baby and then the next season <laughs> the very first episode they're in kindergarten <laughs> right right it doesn't make sense right um but yeah, so that's not how life works. You know, the next day he found one of her socks or something and we see Marshall smelling her sock. Oh. Until one day, and then we see it's day... Uh, 67. Six, 67, yeah. So and, 10 days after that snock, sock sniffer. Right. And uh, Robin comes out into the living room and we see Marshall putting some pancakes on this mm. table that is just so beautifully set it's got fruit and oj and just looks absolutely delicious what a tablescape it, it really <laughs> it, things of pinterest dreams <laughs> and uh ted asks marshall what he's doing and marshall gets this little like smile and he says it's sunday it's pancake day <sighs> so even if lily's not there it's still pancake day right and turns out the pancakes were disgusting but because robin and ted are amazing friends they um powered through it and ate Mm -hmm. it and we hear future ted telling us that the only thing that can heal a broken heart is time and the gang is hanging around the table laughing patting backs having a good time and then like the camera starts to zoom in Mm. and it's over by the window that's close to the door (sighs) and we see everyone's except maybe miranda's favorite redheaded tumor (laughs) open the door go in and then step back out and, like, look again and then leave. Second. Guessing. So, yeah. And bitch is a brunette now. Yes. Oh, God. So Lily is back. She's back. Yeah. And the whole time, once Pancakes Day starts, this song swells up. It's called Boys Don't Cry. Mm-hmm. And it's by Grant Lee Phillips. And I'm just going to read some of these lyrics because they're so perfect. Go so he sa- it. it says... I would break down at your feet and beg forgiveness, plead with you, but I know that it's no use because now there's nothing I can do. I try to laugh about it, cover it all up with lies. I try to laugh about it, hiding the tears in my eyes because boys don't cry. I would tell you that I love you if I thought that you would stay, but I know that it's too late because you've already gone away. Wah! Stop. I know. So she sees them all together and... For what some reason, I mean, she just she can't. I mean, I we find out later like all the stuff that she's feeling, but that's yeah. really her. She's really back in the city. Just like maybe like two weeks after he thought she was, so she still didn't call him, but she went right to the bar. I know. I wonder, like, when did she? Uh, when did she get in? Like, did mm. she just get into town? Was that like her first? I feel like uh, it would be. Don't you think she went right there? I mean, where is she going to live? What a good start to season two, huh? It really was, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So what are your general thoughts about this episode? I forgot how emotional it makes me feel. I know. Um, Like, I remembered, like, the funny bits, like Barney killing himself. (laughs) Right. You know, new Ted and Robin, but I forgot how sad Marshall is. I know. And it's still like fresh. And I think I just like as as someone in a uh, codependent relationship, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's hard to think of your identity without that other person when you are so um, on the same wavelength in that way. And like, have been together for so long and yeah. all of that. It's tough. It's, it's really, really tough. tough. But and they all they do it so well, like because they make it funny. But they, they make also, it funny. Like, they let you know show like, tender moments with like yeah. Ted and Marshall. Yeah, like Ted. I mean, Marshall sort of tips into pathetic once in a while, and it's funny. Yeah. But then you know when he pulls that phone away after a guy answers in Lily's room, like mm-hmm. you just see the world just pulled out from under him again. Yeah. Just great acting, great writing. I, it's a it's a killer season. Season two is a fucking killer you know, season. There's conflict. Is, there's is. character development. There's shocking surprises ahead. Tons of great stuff. That's true. 
So, I mean, we're off to a great start. There's, this episode really, really sets up the season well. All right, you want to get into some ledge moms? Sure. All right, so we have, uh, as Kate mentioned earlier, five legendary moments for fans. So exciting. Uh, this first legendary moment comes from Abha, and she loved the series of shots where Barney pretends to kill himself with a gun, hanging himself, and killing himself with a sword. So good. Same. Just classic Love. Neil Patrick Harris. His physical comedy. So great. Dead on. Yes. Um, next up, we have one from Sam. Hey, Sam. And Sam says, yay, season two. Can't wait for the return. Re-return? Though I guess that will be season three of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, so her quick legendary moment for this one is the same as Oppa's. Well, one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. She said, I love... Barney sitting in the booth pretending to stab himself with a sword, particularly the sound effects and the blood spurting. It was a nice touch. Very nice touch. And our last legendary moment that we will read is from Dan. And Dan's legendary moment is Ted going for the car. And he said it's ballsy, vulva-y, <laughs> genitally. <laughs> Amen. Love that. Love so good. That. Mm-hmm. Bold. Bold to go for the car. (laughs) Bold to go for the car. And next up, we have a voice memo from Tanya, our buddy in South Africa. So let's listen to it. Hello, season two. Yay. What a solid start to one of my favorite seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Marshall, of course, made my heart melt like marshmallows over an open fire. He's so cute and oh, when he's sad, oh my goodness. Ted, of course, continues to be handsome and yummy. And I still cannot stand Robin and Ted together. <coughs> However, <laughs> the Barnacle is my MVP for this episode and my legendary moment. Especially his line when he says to Robin and Ted in the bar, when he says, When I get sad, I stop being sad. And be awesome instead. True story. Man, I quote that line all the time. I love it. I, 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 such a classic Barney moment. So that's all for now, folks. Stay awesome and goodbye. Oh, she's, thanks, Tanya. She's so cute. That's a, a line that Jack likes to quote, too. Oh, it's an excellent line. Yeah. So good. And uh, Tanya remains thirsty for Ted. It's okay. Someone's got to right. love Ted. Yeah, you know what? Ted it's... deserves. Ted deserves. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's no marshmallow, but. And our next legendary moment is from our girl, Miranda. All right, let's hear what Miranda has to say. Good afternoon, ladies. So glad to have you both back. So where were we? Oh, season two is my favorite. All right. So my favorite or legendary moment is not on this episode. Well, you see a little bit of it, but you don't see it all. You have to go to the gag reel, and you have to watch Jason doing his scream rant about Lily on the phone while Ted and Robin are in the shower. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. He just goes on and on and on and on, and I don't know how his throat doesn't get sore from doing all this stuff, but he does so well. Just screaming. And the two of them are in the shower, like, looking at the camera going, shut up, Jason. But it's so funny. And that is my legendary moment. Season two is the best. It has all of the best gags starting here. And I can't wait. All right. Well, I'll make it a quick one this time. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Yay, Miranda. Oh man, that is a this is a very good gag reel this season. So I mean, if you if if you've watched the whole season, definitely go back and watch it. But it's like we were saying. I mean, Jason Segel and Neil Patrick Harris are just great ad libbers. So anytime that they're screaming, there's a good chance that there's something in the gag reel about all the stuff that got left on the cutting room floor. But very very good, good shit. All right, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment? So I'm going to try and narrow down 
my legendary moments. You got a bunch. We we I promised I... we would be better and we would just yeah. do one. I have two that we didn't talk about. Oh, okay. Well, on the sh- on the podcast. Okay. Um so one was just like the uh uh oh and then the already joke. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was like just something I'm not really a legendary moment, but we didn't talk about it, so I wanted to bring it up because it made me giggle. Yeah. Um uh my legendary moment is when Ted is telling the story about uh, being really freaked out on his first day of school, and he walks in and sees his roommate laying on the bed, laughing, happy, confident. And he mm-hmm. says, that was you. You before you met Lily. And this is my legendary moment. Marshall gets a smile on his face like he remembers it. And he goes, Ted, I was high that day. I was so high, I thought you were the dean. So cute. <laughs> so good. So that is definitely my legendary moment because it was just – I remember watching that for the very first time mm-hmm. and cracking up because it was so like ridiculous and like yeah. the last thing I ever thought that he would say. Oh yeah. And that's like one of the first concrete references to them smoking weed too. Yeah. And definitely. It's a real good one. My favorite is hands down Marshall nailing that couple with the hot dog. Oh yeah. I freaking died. I was like, yep, there it is. There it is. I mean, that's one that will always make me laugh. Because it's just like, goes right between them. I know. And it's all this, all these toppings. So good. So perfect. really good. And him screaming as he's pulled out. Oh, God. You can take me away. (laughs) She has no soul. (laughs) Just that whole moment is just so extra and so amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well... We're back in the saddle. How you feeling? Yeah. How you feeling? Feeling good. Good to be back. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Missed you. I know. I missed you too. All right. So we will see you next time for the scorpion and the toad. Oh, oh my God. I love this episode. (laughs) So be sure to send in a uh, legendary moment, please, for the scorpion and the toad. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, we post new recaps every Thursday. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also, please take our season one quiz on BuzzFeed. It's buzzfeed.com backslash heybeautifulpod. Yes. And let us know on Twitter what you got for the results. Kate worked really hard, and the questions were tough. Lots of deep cuts there, guys. Lots of deep cuts. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, separates the, uh, the women from the girls, I guess. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, if you want to send us a legendary moment from an upcoming episode, again, that's uh, going to be season two, episode two, The Scorpion and the Toad, email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook at heybeautifulpod. And don't forget, I love the voice memos. Yes. Please keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Horton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl Hall. Oh, we did it. All right. We fucking did it.